0: Hey, hey, on today's 10,000 Pitches, it is a huge show because we are talking to former Minneapolis City and current New England Revolution defender, Brandon By, yes, love, love, loved talking to him about the bubble, about his time with Minneapolis City, and what he expects from the Revs and MLS as they push forward with their return to play scenario. So that conversation is coming up later in the show, and uh, again, just really excited for you to hear that. But we're also going to talk to Stimulus Athletic founder Jason Mora. If you haven't heard, Stimulus Athletic is the first sponsor of Ten Thousand Pitches. So we'll talk to him about how Stimulus came to be and kind of all the great things they're doing with outfitting local clubs and national clubs uh, over at Stimulus with the stuff they need. Like I said, Stimulus, first sponsor of 10,000 Pitches. They have been an amazing partner with us so far. And if you're a local soccer, baseball, basketball, or even ultimate Frisbee team looking to outfit your club, look no further than Stimulus. They're based right here in Minnesota, Minneapolis to be exact, and can hook your team up with custom designed jerseys, warmups, t-shirts, backpacks, and so much more. you already have a design that's great but they can create your stuff and distribute it for you even if you're starting from scratch because they have an amazing design team that can come up with the perfect look for your club so go to stimulusathletic.com browse the examples then click the design tab there you'll fill out a form with basic information who you are what kind of team you're outfitting what apparel you're looking for etc then they'll reach out to you quickly to get the process started on designing and hooking you up with some awesome threads better yet they will do it at a great price too. And I know because Stimulus helped us come up with the 10K kit, which goes on sale tomorrow or Friday, depending on when you're listening. And it looks amazing. So again, go to StimulusAthletic.com to get the process started and make sure you tell them Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches sent you. Here we go. (music) Welcome 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 man it's another edition of 10,000 pitches a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer what's up it's Jeremy rushing and if you have not yet please subscribe it's a simple button that you click on your preferred pop on your preferred podcast platform right whether it's apple spotify stitcher google play overcast podmn can't forget them whichever platform you use, please subscribe. More subscribers we get helps us rank higher, helps us increase our listeners and just helps the podcast become a better product overall. Also, If your platform allows you to leave a rating and review, please do that, Uh, you know, and I want you to give your honest feedback on the podcast. Like I always say too, if you think we're a five-star podcast, obviously we'd love to see a lot of those five-star ratings and reviews come in, but uh, if you think this podcast can improve in any way and you think it's like a three or four-star podcast, you know, let me know that too. You know, I'm I'm always happy to get that constructive feedback because it only helps me become better as a podcast host and it only helps this podcast become better for you and the other listeners moving forward. Today's show, like I said in the intro, it is a big one. Have Brandon Bai, and if that name sounds familiar, yeah, he's the uh, right back for the New England Revolution, and he also played for Minneapolis City back in 2017. So very excited to talk with him about not only his experience with City, but also what the bubble was like in the MLS's back tournament. What the return to play looks like for them moving forward as I believe Friday or today if you're listening on Friday is their first match in kind of MLS's return to play season here and then uh, just just a lot of other stuff about his upbringing the state of US youth soccer and all of that stuff so a very very good conversation with Brandon coming up later in the show. But first, I am thrilled to welcome in the founder of Stimulus Athletic, who happens to be the first ever sponsor of 10,000 Pitches, Jason Mora. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Jeremy, how are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. And again, not only thank you for coming on the show, but thank you for being a partner with us and helping us. Come up with the 10k kit, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about the background of Stimulus Athletic and your personal background, specifically as it pertains to soccer. Um, you know, did you play a lot of soccer growing up, and what's your kind of uh history there?
1: Yeah, well, um, my background is uh soccer, right? So, uh, played here, had the privilege to play with uh Minnesota United for four or four, five years, you know, went to play at a different places in the world and right when I was about to to retire um, um, I was coaching at a high school and this coach had uh, four kids on a bench and all the kids had different uniforms same color but different years because he couldn't he couldn't get the same uniform every year so Mm -hmm. I'm like hmm there's got to be something in there to to be done so that's when, you know, I, I thought about starting a, a uniform brand where you can make cool uniforms at affordable price that you can have the designs and style for, you know, for a long time. And yeah, two thousand end of two thousand sixteen, that's when when we started.
0: So you've been in business now four years. How have those first four years gone in comparison to your initial expectations? Um it's It's going
1: surprisingly well for who's running it thats that's how I said it. <laughs> <laughs> don't sell um,
0: yourself short, Jason don't sell yourself short
1: so it's it's yeah, so we started in December two thousand and sixteen so i I count as three years um, but um no it's it's going well it's going well I feel like um. I I choose the right industry because I came from soccer, so it wasn't yeah. easier. So I knew a lot of people in soccer. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, and my first sale was interesting. I had a I have a, a buddy that is a high school coach in South Carolina, and he said, "Okay, you're starting this. We'll buy your uniforms." Mm-hmm. I already talked to the school; everything's approved. And I was like, "Uh, I don't even have a factory lined up," <laughs> um, but okay, done. Just tell them we'll make it. Yeah. So, got jerseys from one factory, shorts from the other, and you know, kind of piece it together at the time and made it happen. So, Very yeah.
0: Cool. Very cool. Um, how did you guys start to dip your, your foot in kind of the lower league soccer pool? I mean, you have partnerships with Minneapolis City, Dynamo FC St. Cloud, FC Buffalo, you know, Livonia FC in Michigan. You know, it seems like a lot of those clubs kind of look to you guys as an option for, you know, helping, you know, not only design the kits but help them distribute them and get them out there. So, um, you know, who was, I guess, your first partner in that space? And how has that sort of snowballed into, into the many partnerships you have now?
1: Well, with, with that, it was, it was all Minneapolis City. And mm-hmm. I am very, very thankful to, to Dan and, and the whole staff for the opportunity that they gave me. Uh, before I worked with them, I had a few youth clubs and high schools. And then after, you know, after we, we did a, a deal with Minneapolis City to produce their uniforms, everything went, you know, mm-hmm. um, everybody started to know who Stimulus was. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Minneapolis City, they're just they're amazing with with the designs that they come out and and everything they've done so far. Um, it, we're really really lucky to to partner with them.
0: Yeah, from the Wing Kit to the Phantom Kit to all the other all the other jerseys that they put out with, you know, it's been yeah. awesome to see. Uh, uh, you know, a club like Minneapolis City gain national exposure from just having oh, yeah. awesome kits and then having the stimulus name on those just has to be, uh, you know awesome for you guys too
1: it is awesome every time i see an email from from dan the 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 founder i'm like all right let's see what he's gonna come up with right now because it's (laughs) always something really cool
0: that's amazing that's amazing. And then not only that, but the, the lightning kit with Dynamo FC St. Cloud. I love that kit. That's oh, yeah. one of my favorites. Um, the Black Lives Matter kit with FC Buffalo, Livonia mm-hmm. FC. So many different kits that they have, all looking good. So, um, yeah, definitely just, just across the spectrum of lower league soccer. A lot of yeah. good quality jerseys that you guys have helped out yes.
1: with. And what I like about those teams is that they have, um, they have the ability to express you know, what they want to say and who they want to represent um, in, a, in a bigger way than, than most, you know, bigger clubs. So I feel like that's, that's what's cool about um, uh, those team, teams that you mentioned is that, you know, they, they, ha- they can send their message and it doesn't matter. So Ooh. Minneapolis City has a, has a hashtag that I really love. It's called Uncorporate Soccer. Yeah. So incorporate football and, and it, you know, it is,
0: it's awesome. It matches up with who they are so perfectly. Exactly. I, I agree yep. 100% with that. Yeah. We'll get into the 10K kit in a little bit because you guys have helped us out, helped us put out something that I'm really, really proud of. And I can't thank you guys enough for, for helping us out with that and being partners on this. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but... As far as you know aside from soccer, you know I see on your website that you guys you know baseball, basketball, ultimate frisbee uh, yeah you know how much of how much of your business comes from non soccer
1: um, we We have a lot of business with with actually ultimate frisbee, and I am falling in love with the sport. The more I know, the more I love the sport uh one thing i don't know if if people that are listening know about ultimate frisbee and i just love this about it is that they um self-officiate their games the kids so and this is this is just really cool because it's just you know you solve your problems you be honest about the calls and it's just just great to to build character to um yeah i i just love it yeah
0: yeah i uh i was at the Vikings-Bears game at the very end of the, uh, the season at U.S. Bank uh-huh. Stadium. And the halftime entertainment was actually the Minnesota Ultimate Frisbee team. I think they're called the, the Chill, the Wind Chill. Uh-huh. And they did a put on a little show at halftime. And, man, that was actually really fun to watch because those guys are super athletic. They're diving oh, for the what? Frisbee. The fact that they can throw it all the way across the field and put I'm it up. on a dime is mm-hmm. just like – it's amazing. So, I kind of – I got into Ultimate Frisbee a little bit when I, when I watched that.
1: It is cool. It is cool, and I had no idea, and I had no idea. But I'm very, um, I was very lucky to, to, to. Their our first uniform we did was for uh, Edina Ultimate, okay. and they were last year state champions twice. So okay. people also like Minneapolis City. People also know them and follow them. So that gave us uh, a big uh, exposure in the, in the ultimate uh, community. So yeah, just. Hey, Being you guys could become here and there.
0: You guys could become the Nike of Ultimate Frisbee. If you're an there ultimate, you if you got an Ultimate Frisbee club, look no further than Stimulus to help you uh, help you no get your further. stuff taken care of.
1: Yep, yep, we love them.
0: So um, obviously, you have a long career in playing soccer. You know, played for mm-hmm. Minnesota United back in the NASL days. Um, do you watch a lot of soccer, either here domestically or internationally? Um,
1: not really. Okay.
0: No worries. Um, what, what... I, haven't,
1: I haven't had the time to watch a lot of soccer. I do watch the highlights. Yeah. So I, I, I'm always catching up on the highlights, but I, I haven't had a lot of time to, to actually watch full games.
0: That, that, that's fair enough. Fair enough. So what, what sports or what, what do you do outside of, outside of working for stimulus? Then what do you like to do in your free time? Just pretty much work
1: out and uh, try to stay in shape and, yeah. and hang out with the family. Yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah. That, that's uh, what a lot of us are doing these Thanks, days, just trying time. to find ways to occupy our time. Yes, yeah. So let's, let's talk about the 10K kit a little bit, because this was initially just an a off-the-top idea that I had. Uh, I knew that, that soccer jerseys were kind of a pretty hot commodity right now, and so I wanted mm-hmm. to see if we could make, you know, a lot of podcasts, a lot of media companies you know, do merch, t-shirts and, and mugs and stuff like that, but I ne- hadn't really seen a, a soccer jersey out there to represent you know a podcast or whatever so i was like you know let's let's see if we can put this thing together and i I knew minneapolis city utilize you guys so uh i reached out to you and you and i had a conversation about how this was going to go and and the process was was awesome i can't thank you and and charlene specifically enough for helping helping put everything together um so what i think is cool is you guys are actually building a store for us to sell this sell this jersey and basically, we don't have to take on inventory, handle orders or shipping or anything like that. Like, that's all you guys. Uh, when did you guys come up with that, with that model of, of helping these teams not only, you know, create and have these jerseys, but actually helping them, you know, either sell them or, or you know, handle the shipping to, you know, the, the players and the coaches and stuff. How did you guys come up with that model?
1: That's a great question. And I, and I learned this. Um, and, and it was a great lesson for, for business if you want to start something. There is a lot of people doing stuff out there that you can just incorporate and, and just cut a lot of your legwork. So mm-hmm. the online store we're doing for you guys, for people to just go there, order, and and we can track the orders and everything. It's called um order my gear. And they're a platform that helps uh brands like me to set up online stores for customers like you. And and this is and and I will, uh, I started learning about all the little twos here and there, you know, as as I went. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just crazy.
0: Yeah. How there's
1: a lot of things out there that can help us uh, facilitate things these days.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. If you're listening after Friday, the, the link is live on our, on our Twitter at 10k pitches. If you're listening before Friday, it'll be live Friday morning. Uh, we're gonna be putting it out for a month. We only have about 50 of these jerseys to uh, to sell. So if you if you want a 10K kit, uh, the non-personalized versions are $49. But if you want a specific name or number on the back, uh, Stimulus is hooking you up with that too. It's just gonna be an extra five bucks. So $54 for the personalized versions. And we'll also over this process we'll be giving away some discount codes and stuff like that uh, to make sure that that if you listen to the pod or you're an avid follower of 10,000 pitches that that you can maybe save a few bucks on, on your Jersey too. I always joke when I, when I talk about stimulus that I almost feel bad for Charlene because I put her through the ringer, man, in terms of all the changes back and forth that I wanted. And, you know, I I said one thing, but it's like, Oh, maybe that doesn't work. So maybe let's go in another direction. And she was so awesome about getting back to me about making the changes I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think this final product is, is something that that I'm really proud of and hopefully um, it's something that that the uh, the listeners and the and the fan base of ten thousand pitches and just the fan base of local Minnesota soccer too really embrace because I'm really I'm really proud of the of the job you guys did with it.
1: Awesome, awesome! We're excited to bring that design to life.
0: Absolutely. So again, Friday morning, if you're listening before Friday, Friday I think eight a.m. is when it goes live. And then it'll be live for a month. So the store is not it's not permanently going to be there all the time. It's only going to be about 30 days where that store is going to be live. So if you want one, make sure you go grab one. And again, we'll be tweeting the exact link out on our on our Twitter page at 10K Pitches as well as our, our other socials. Jason, before we get out of here, anything else you want people to know about stimulus? You know, give us kind of your your elevator pitch. If if somebody is, you know, whether they manage a youth team or part of a, you know, just part of a, a sports team in general, why should they choose stimulus to outfit their club?
1: yeah well, like I, like I said in the beginning, our mission is to make cool uniforms at an affordable price uh, while making a difference. So yeah, if you're looking for for something cool, uh, yet yeah, affordable, which is um, the sport we we play soccer, it's mm-hmm. you know frisbee. we don't sell golf stuff. <laughs> there's you know not expensive stuff. We sell high quality affordable stuff. so yeah. Just reach out to us, stimulusathletic.com, and we'll be happy to help.
0: And it's it's jerseys, it's warm-ups, it's backpacks, pants, mm-hmm. T-shirts. What what else am I missing here, Jason? What else? No, is you, you, you
1: cover pretty much everything. There yeah, we you go. cover pretty much
0: everything. There we go. Hey, I learned a lot about you guys, So, and, and I do the <laughs> ad reads for you every week, so I should probably know everything that you guys put out there. So. uh Jason, the official, first official sponsor of 10,000 Pitches, Stimulus Athletic. You've been such a great partner so far. And uh, thank you so much for everything. And again, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys grow as well as this partnership grow you know, here in the future. My
1: pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: And now let's get to the interview with Brandon Bai. All right. It's time to welcome in a guest that that really needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. He is one of, if not the most notable kind of lower league Minnesota soccer alum. He is former Minneapolis City and current New England Revolution defender, Brandon Bai. Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. So you're just coming off of the MLS's back tournaments. Uh, a lot of talk about uh, what life was like in the bubble. Uh, before I get to that, I just want to know what was the first thing that you ate when you got back from the bubble?
2: When I got back from the bubble, yeah, um,
0: what was it?
2: I think I think in the morning, um, I just went to my little diner uh, right down the street. We, we got back pretty late on like a Sunday night, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, Monday morning. I just went to the diner down the street and got some scrambled eggs and French toast uh, and and had a good, had a good morning with, uh, with that sitting in the, uh, in in the
0: public, you know, and not, you know, a buffet, uh, (laughs) style meal. Yeah. There's been a lot of discussion and social media talk and stuff like that about the food in the bubble. How, how bad was it really? Um, so, so the deal was, was,
2: was the first day, um, when, when we got there, you had to be, you had to be tested right away and then you had to be quarantined for, I think it was 24 hours or whenever your test got back, you know, mm-hmm. saying you're, you're cleared. Yeah. Um, so that first meal, we, we had a, like a lunchbox, um, and it wasn't great, but it wasn't, wasn't terrible. And then once everybody was cleared, tested uh negative, then we had our meals in, in a, you know, in a banquet room, uh, Buffet style and, and the meals were, the meals were fine from there. They were, uh they were pretty good. And then we, there was also, I think four or five restaurants on, um, okay on the location. And we had, we had multiple meals, uh, multiple times a week at those re- like dinners at those restaurants, um, steakhouses and stuff like that. So, I mean, it wasn't, it w other than the first day, um, it was pretty
0: much per usual on the like, you know, traveling, basis like any Mm. nothing out of the ordinary so it wasn't it didn't get too repetitive then either there was a good variety of of options there to keep you uh, keep you satisfied
2: yeah for sure and in the fact that you know that that the the coaching staff was also eating the same food um Mm. you know we got to uh got to dabble at a couple different restaurants like that so that was that was nice as well
0: Definitely. Uh, as far as the on-field aspect goes, you know, very small, empty stadiums there at the Wide World of Sports Complex. Uh, did you ever find it tough to kind of get up and motivated for those games, especially considering no fans, no supporters? And did you ever get used to it? Um, you know, I think I think
2: we got used to it a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't too. Um, it, the atmosphere wasn't wasn't like an empty stadium feel because mm-hmm. you know we had the field and it was it was pretty surrounded by um this like these like screen walls I think they they put advertisements up during the game mm-hmm. um but it was a pretty enclosed uh situation where it wasn't like huge open air open stadium empty seats kind of thing so it did it did feel um like a little club soccer-esque um yeah. but it was it wasn't bad I I, I didn't I didn't mind it at all
0: good good how, how was that entire experience kind of in comparison to your expectations going in um,
2: I think, I think the experience was good. I think, I think people figured like we, we figured out exactly what was going to go on pretty quickly. Um, And then we, we adapted to, to what, you know, all the rules and expectations were of that. And then, you know, from there it was pretty, uh, pretty standard practice. And I think, I think we just, uh, rolled with it. I think, you know, we played three, three games in the, um, for the regular season. Uh, you know, yep. we didn't, we didn't, you know, lose a game there. So that was, that was pretty nice. We didn't concede many goals either. So that was good um you know and and i think i think overall i think we we adapted well and played pretty well as well
0: as far as how you guys approached the tournament just from kind of a mindset and strategy standpoint did you approach it as you know three regular season games and then whatever happens happens or did you approach it as it was kind of you know, a world cup style tournament what were you kind of guys prioritizing from a team standpoint
2: um i'd say a little bit of both mm-hmm. uh we definitely we definitely knew that the regular season um you know the the three first games were, were regular season points we wanted to to get as many points out of there as possible um and then yeah knowing i and i think i think as well we we wanted to compete in the tournament so so getting a getting a place in the knockout rounds was was definitely a big goal of ours uh, and we did that and then we you know end up falling to Philly but you know i think that was a that was a definitely a big goal for us to uh to get into the knockout stage and just see what happens from there
0: I guess the two kind of go hand in hand, right? The more points you get in the group stage, the better you do the more likely you are to advance to the knockout. So uh, exactly, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so let's talk a little bit now about your youth soccer experience. You, know, you, you competed in your home state of Michigan for both Alliance FC and Kalamazoo yeah. kingdom in the old U S youth soccer system. When you look back on that experience, what's the biggest lesson or aspect of it that you took that helped you translate, you know, to your college and eventual pro career? um you know I think it was I think it was all competitive
2: um mm-hmm. you know you, like back in the day when I was um I want to know when maybe when I was seven or eight and on until until I was gotten to high school I played up um a year and so I was always with the, the year older of guys mm-hmm. um guys were you know more developed or you know skill wise or or you know the physique wise so it was it was a challenge for me, but I think that that made me a better player. Um, and then, you know, getting into the to the later years of of high school when I when I jumped up to Alliance in Grand Rapids, you know, I think those were competitive games, and I was I was you know getting to see, uh, I guess, more of more of the United States of of the soccer standpoint of like talented guys out there because, mm-hmm. you know, we we were playing in in MRL, we went to regionals and playing the national league, like there was there was the quality of players I was I was seeing that was that was out there was was what I hadn't been seeing before. Um, and so that was I think that was good as well to see to see how I stacked up against um, some quality players and then, you know, getting the chance to, to get a scholarship to go to, to Western Michigan. I was I was happy about that
0: so when u s soccer announced that their 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 youth system as it was was kind of being discontinued you know in lieu of the, this new kind of expanded m l s youth development system, did that concern you at all when it came to you know how you think about the potential development of the current crop of youth players and uh you know how how do you see that process moving forward for them
2: um yeah, I mean I think it's a, a bit concerning just because you know from from where i'm from um there's not. Like on the uh on the west side of the state, Michigan, there's not an academy that you can just yep. you know, within an hour. It's it's either Chicago Fire, which is two two hours away, or it's it's the Wolves or Vardar, which is, you know, two, two and a half hours away. So, you know, I think it's I think it's a different challenge for, you know, different different um kids, you know, growing up. But I think at the end of the day, you know, you kid like, you know, people find their way. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't have the easiest path to, to where I'm at, but, you know, people find, you find your way if you're, if you're, you know, talented enough or work hard enough or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and I think it just, it presents new challenges to, to everybody.
0: I agree. I think, uh, I think how they handle that moving forward is going to be big as far as the next, you know, 10, 15 years of of talent that could potentially be, be passing through, uh, U S soccer in general and, and, you know, potentially, uh, making waves either domestically or, or, or internationally, but When your old club, Minneapolis City, you know, comes out that they're, you know, basically developing this local hyper-competitive futures program, this youth development program that's really designed for people in the Twin Cities, you know, how much have you heard about that? What was your reaction to it? And what do you think think about that model as kind of maybe a secondary model that other places can utilize uh, that maybe, you know, like you said, don't have a MLS development program close by?
2: Yeah. So yeah, John actually reached out to me and and, and sent me the slide deck on that. And It seems like, like something like perfect. Like I would, I would, um, you know, I would have been interested in when I was, you know, growing up and Mm -hmm. in my later years of high school, getting ready for either college or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's great as, is as I think I explained to him, as long as it stays competitive and, and guys can, guys can see value out of it because I think, at that age for me, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, I'm starting to figure out, you know, okay, I, I, you know, I like this coach and I like the way he does things. Um, or, you know, you take you, – you, you're, you're understanding more of the game and what, what you think is right, even though yep. maybe, maybe you're not right all the time. But I think, I think as long as um, guys can see value out of, out of where it's going and in what's happening with, with practice, with games, with everything, I think it, it could be – it's a lot of potential.
0: I think one of the things that stood out to me most was kind of the seven V seven structure and its ability to just get guys more touches and more time on the ball. You know, I, I didn't play much soccer growing up, you know, but I've always been a fan of the game. So tactically, I'm still kind of learning how how that works and how, you know, to better, you know, how the, how the youth of soccer kind of, you know, reach their full development. But, but when you, when you see that, you know, 7v7 allows these guys to get more touches and more time on the ball, you know, do you, do you think that that is, you know, a a better way to develop some of this younger talent as opposed to 11v11, where maybe they don't see the ball at their feet as much?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think a lot of small side games are, are, you know, sometimes underutilized, um, but I, I enjoy them so much. I mean at Western Michigan, we we would play small-sided 3, V3, 4V4, 5v5 all the time. Um, and I think I think that's and even makes like small goals. We, we would just play so much small-sided stuff where the pace is fast, Everybody's getting a lot of touches, quick patterns, quick touches, quick um, you know, combinations and stuff like that. I think really speeds up guys, you know, brain and, and figuring out, you know, strategy and, and, and how to play in, in, in fast situations. And, and every league that you go to, or, or every step up you go to, whether it's from youth to high school, from high school to college, college to pro, everything always gets faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the level is always just a bit faster in any sport. Um, and so I think, I think small sided stuff like that, where where there's there's pressure and there's, and there's tight touches and stuff like that, I think it's always, always beneficial.
0: Anybody that, you know, knows or knows of Minneapolis City know that they're pretty much unique in everything that they do and every process that they kind of implement or a new, new thing that they do. Uh, you were with the Crows back in 2017, obviously. Um, not the first semi-pro team you played for, but as a player, what did you notice as the biggest difference with Minneapolis City than maybe where you played previous? Um. You know, I I think I think everywhere
2: I've been, there's been quality players. So I wasn't surprised when I got there that there was there was a bunch of quality players with with um, you know with pedigrees that have played places that have you know that are in college currently or whatever it was um, that were that were good players and and could play um, and and you know you're not surprised by it, but you're 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 pleasantly surprised by it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that level, you know, guys not being in a PDL team or something like that that there are quality guys out there. And then I think, I think just the, the camaraderie of, of, you know, it being a local talent team, um, all those guys being from, you know, mostly the Minneapolis area. Um, I think it was, I think that was a really cool aspect too. And they, you know, everybody there was always very um, engaging in, in, uh, you know, bringing me into the group and, and getting me, you know, acclimated to everything like that. So I really enjoyed that.
0: Did you learn or experience anything during your short time with city that's helped you in your MLS career? Um, you know, I think, I think it was interesting
2: because, because during the, uh, during one of the games we, you know, I think I remember back we were, we were winning. Um, and I think will, um, uh, I forget his last name. Will, um, he St. Thomas, uh, guy, he, um, he had a goal. And then I think I had an assist or something like that. And, and we were, we were rolling in late in the game and we were up one zero. And I think I ended up dropping back into like the, the central midfield and, and helping um, secure the win. I think, I think that, that is, you know, kind of like, you know, puts, sums up my game a little bit of, of, yeah. you know, doing whatever, you know, you, you, you need to do to get the win, um, to get the points or whatever it was, you know, playing, playing offense a lot in college, but um, you know, knowing that I can, I can play defense as well, and, and, you know, playing both sides of the ball is really important. And now that, you know, I'm playing outside back, uh, and i you know, obviously mm-hmm. – Defense is a big part of what I do, but, you know, I'm also, you know, getting into the attack and stuff like that too. So, you know, being able to, to play both sides of the ball, but you no, know, I think, I think those are, those are fun games. I always have a smile on my face when I think about these, uh, those experiences sure.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's, let's go to your college career. You know, your senior year at Western Michigan, you put up 12 goals, seven assists, Mac player of the year, Herman trophy finalists. Plus you became the first super draft pick in school history. You know, Coming into that season, did you know that you were capable of that kind of year or, or did it kind of take you by surprise at how successful you were?
2: Um, you know, I think
0: uh, I, I would say, you know, it's a tough
2: one because you know, I, I think I, I knew I could play at the level. Um, you know, I've watched, I've watched a lot of MLS games and actually, you know, when I was up in Minneapolis, that was between my junior and my senior year. Um, and I went, to, I went to just about every home game that I could that that minnesota minnesota united's first inaugural season um -hmm. they played at the the for the football stadium at the university of minnesota you know it was it was a you know 10 minute walk for me and i I walked over and watched so many of those home games and Mm -hmm. just watching out there and 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 comparing myself with the players i I think i knew i could play um but it was you know getting the opportunity um and then i was happy to uh to you know get invited to mls combine and that's where kind of where i where I was able to show and able to shine and show myself, um, you know, and, and it's, it's all about, you know, opportunities you get and, and what you do with your opportunities. And I think I, I, you know, did well with my opportunities when when they presented themselves. And, you know, that's where, that's
0: where a little luck and
2: a little, a little <laughs> you know, goodwill comes into play. And that's it's what happened.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so off the field, you co-founded the Aspirus Foundation while you were in college, which is, which is crazy to me that you kind of helped kickstart a foundation while still at school, but, but this is, you know, designed to help send clothing, equipment, other soccer related needs to low income communities, specifically in the Dominican Republic. It started with one clothing drive and has grown into something that, that really helps make such a positive difference to so many people uh what was the inspiration behind you know you start with the clothing drive but what was the inspiration behind making this sort of more than that and what's it been like kind of balancing the foundation with everything else that you have going on
2: yeah it's you know it's it's an awesome an awesome um you know organization I'm happy to be a part of it uh you know I think I think Federico Tavares my my you know co-founding partner you know we we talked we had a lot of visions and talked about um you know what it could have been you know after the clothing drive um you know and and one day he he calls me up and says hey you know i want to make this something more than just just a one-off clothing drive Mm -hmm. um you know i thought that was i said yeah obviously you know it's gonna be a lot of work but you know i'm 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 in um you know i'll definitely be a part and you know help help you in this in this journey um and so you know he he mentions to me that and then you know we, we start we start from there, uh, we have an awesome team though I would never want to uh take all the credit for for you know what the organization is today because because the spirits wouldn't be what it what it is without the uh the the team that we have um our board members and and everybody that's involved with it um, does a great job with you know our our you know Bi monthly meetings and, and you know getting everybody on page with you know whatever we're doing at the time. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving parts, but yeah, we have an awesome team that that does um, does a lot that that's that's behind the scenes that you know a lot of people don't see.
0: Yes, nice. and it's uh, a spiritsfoundation.org. Um, you can donate there, you can buy some merch to help out, or, or you can offer your time uh, by looking into, uh, into being a volunteer. Uh, as well, again, aspirusfoundation.org. Another organization to help out with though, Brandon, is Community Kicks. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, Community Kicks is a is is a great organization, and and it actually you know follows very closely to to what Aspirus is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the mission statements, they they almost coincide with each other of of you know uplifting um, youth in, in you know in you know different communities.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I think that you know once once Bilal, um the uh the founder of community kicks once he reached out to me and 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 said you know he wanted me involved this year in the and the i think we we ran a month um a month of like a it was almost like an online um coaching clinic because because you know this year it wasn't able to to be in person with the covid things that happened um Mm -hmm. so you know we sent in videos and and you know tried to interact that way with the kids um, and I think it was, it was an awesome month of, of a lot of awareness, um, you know, with the community kicks and, and meals getting out to these kids. And that's, that's the real, real, um, you know, big deal about it was, you know, this, this month of, of July was that, you know, these kids could have, could have meals, um, you know, donated and and those kids could have meals and, and just, you know, feed, feed a numerous amount of, um, kids within, within the within Michigan and I think that was that was awesome I think it, it worked out really well happy to be a part of it um, and happy to be a part of it for for years to come.
0: You talked about the you know COVID you know impacting things and having to go with the online coaching clinics you know has COVID impacted you know the foundations process e- either foundation as far as you know actually you know collecting these items and things and, and actually getting it to the people that that need them? yeah, I
2: think, I think COVID's, you know, affected everybody. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, especially with the Spiris, um, you know, these there's, you know, we've pivoted and done some online coaching clinics and whatnot. Um, but, you know, we, we also run up an assortment of, um, uh, a cups, uh, which are, you know, tournaments within the Dominican Republic. Um, and also just, you know, camps, which, which either are, you know, weekly or, or things like that throughout the summer that, you know, had to be, had to be canceled, you know, because of COVID through this year. So, I think we're, uh, we've pivoted well and we've been able to do some things online, but, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a big 20, 2021 of, you know, activities and things we can do once everything is uh, settled back down.
0: Uh, So this week kicks off phase one of MLS's post-bubble return-to-play season. You guys will be traveling, in some cases, to stadiums with fans, although your home games at Gillette will be behind closed doors. First off, how do you feel about, you know, on-field-wise, how do you feel about the slate you guys have, you know, you've been given here for phase one? You know, you play Philadelphia, NYCFC, Red Bulls, you know, a few really good teams in there. Um, How how are you feeling about where you guys, you know, stand in the Eastern Conference right now and, and the competition you have ahead of you? I
2: feel good. I think I think we'll be ready to go. Uh, once once everything is uh is set in place and we, we, you know, start kicking off these games. But no, I feel good. I think I think a lot of these a lot of these games will be about us, you know, not, not worrying about the opponent as much and you know, us executing on the defensive and offensive end. Um, I think that'll be really important and and you know how these results go for us. But definitely feel confident, definitely feel ready to go. Um it was definitely a teaser when we were in in Orlando for that for that month, um, mm-hmm. and, and you know those couple of games here and there. But I'll be definitely happy to be back in Gillette, and, you know, out of the Orlando heat. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just about to ask you. You thing. know, obviously
0: there won't be any fans in attendance, but how big is that going to be for you guys from a, from a morale standpoint to just be in your home stadium for the for these you know phase one home matches?
2: Yeah, I think it. I think it will be for sure. I think it'll be a comfortable feel. Um, you know, everybody's played there. You know, and and I think everybody's. Excited to be back, you know, sleeping in your own bed and, and waking up and, and going to, to training at your own facility and whatnot. So that's good. Um, but I think yep. everybody will be ready to go.
0: haven't done any research on this, but any, you know, cardboard cutout fans or video boards or anything like that that they'll be doing for, for the home matches? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I, okay. I
2: hope um, I hope there's some clearance at some point where, where we will be able to get fans in the stadium. I've heard mm. some whispers about that, but um, yep. nothing obviously confirmed. Uh, but, you know, hopefully they can, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a huge stadium. So yeah. I, I don't see the, I don't see the point in, you know, not having, you know, it's, it's spread out and having fans spread out throughout
0: the stadium uh, yeah, to, big come, football to come, to come like that, you know, getting 2000 exactly. fans would be pretty an easy way to socially distance. I would yeah, think
2: exactly, exactly. So we'll see, but um, you know, if not, obviously it'll be on, it'll be televised and, and they can catch it that way.
0: As far as MLS's process in, uh, in terms of uh, what they have in place for players, you know, this, we've seen this regional home market structure and practice with Major League Baseball, USL, et cetera. There's been a lot of unease and concern over how those processes are going so far. Um, how are you feeling about the protocols and everything MLS has in place for you guys? And do you personally have any concerns pushing forward with this type of season?
2: Um, I, I, I don't have any issues with it. As long as, as, long as everybody stays safe and feels safe, Um, I think I think that's one of the one of the really important things is, does everybody feel safe? Um, And and does everybody truly believe in what's going on? Because if if you have guys that don't believe in it or or think it's, you know, it's dicey either way, then I think then we can have some problems. But no, I think I think everything is it was was set up well in Orlando. And I think everything will will stay the course, um, you know, once we start getting games, um, you know, start getting games at home, home, you know, fields and stuff like that.
0: All right, Minneapolis City alum, and he's currently helping the back line with the New England Revolution, Brandon by You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon underscore by. You can help out either of the organizations he's a part of by going to aspirasfoundation.org That's A-S-P-I-R-A-S, or going to communitykicks.org as well. Brandon, I know this is a super busy time for you between Return to Play and your work with these two organizations. So I, I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate the time and best of luck with phase one.
2: Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me out.
0: finally see you and actually meet you yeah. in person here i appreciate it
1: yeah my pleasure where where are you at
0: so i'm in st paul uh Saint we're right on like paul. the the st paul woodbury border um Got it. let's see i'm trying to figure out what the, the i don't know if you've ever been by uh the ponds at battle creek golf course um that's right by us and then anything notable cowboy jackson woodbury isn't too far um
1: okay ba- battle no, creek park you know, st paul woodbury yep yeah
0: battle Creek park uh isn't too far away either uh so yeah uh that's about where we're at what about you
1: nice uh right downtown minneapolis
0: okay got it is that where you guys' uh offices too uh we don't have a
1: physical office okay Uh, we we usually meet at different places and yeah but
0: every question idea that i've had for you guys the answer has been yes so that has been that has been awesome that has been okay. so cool you guys have been you it's guys It's not always good but that's great <laughs> <laughs> hey can you do this yeah hey can you do that hey can we do discount codes yeah. hey can we do one time discount codes it's all been a yes so that's that's been that's, that's great, been great. I appreciate
1: awesome. it. Well, it, it means that it was uh, it was all doable. So
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, yeah. Jason, I'll let all you right. get back to your day. Again, I appreciate the time. Uh, the podcast will be up tomorrow morning, and then, of course, obviously, it will be we'll be pushing the the storm when it goes live on Friday. So awesome. All
1: Thank right, you, Jason,
0: have a good one. All Love right.
1: You. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.